Welcome to the latest episode of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at one of the novels that was published by HarperCollins. They actually published a series of six novels in the 1990s based on the X-Files. And while this was not the first one to be published, it is set prior to the others. Ground Zero was written by Kevin J. Anderson, and it is the first in a string of titles and tie-in properties, tie-in media, that take place after the episode Firewalker. In this one, we have a government nuclear weapon being developed that is going to be illegally tested above ground in the middle of a hurricane so that the devastation and destruction can be covered. They don't know exactly where the idea came from. A lot of this was just delivered to them anonymously. And this is a nuclear weapon which promises to have zero fallout because secondary reactions will consume the radioactive product. So by the time the reaction is done, we are left only with stable nuclei. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that are involved in this project keep dying mysteriously, as though they themselves were burned in nuclear fires. But we are talking about extensive burns that are restricted to a space of a single room. And a lot of the people involved, some of these victims, are scattered throughout the country with seemingly nothing in common. Mulder and Scully are brought in, and they investigate someone who used to be part of the project, which is sin- or she has since left to support an anti-nuclear group. And the only thing that they find at these wide and varied sites is a set of ashes. They eventually learn that this Muriel Bremen who left the project, is associated with Ryan Kamita, who was the sole survivor of a nuclear test in an island chain decades ago. The government thought the islands were unoccupied and uninhabited before they set off a nuclear device, but they didn't check very thoroughly and ended up wiping out an entire group of people. So Kamita was burned and blinded and the sole survivor. And he has been working with the spirits of his people to wreak their vengeance. So this is a fairly classic X-Files setup. We get government conspiracies. We get plausible explanations on both ends where when the final attack happens, both the military leader in charge and Scully believe that what was actually happening is another government detonated a second device using that same hurricane for cover. But Mulder obviously believes that it is the spirits. Because of our access to the narration, we know that Mulder is the one who is correct. But like a lot of those first couple seasons, that's because the audience knows more than either Mulder or Scully. And if you look at just what those characters would know, Scully's conclusion is also very reasonable. So Kevin J. Anderson is a writer who's developed some properties of his own, for sure, but I know him best for his media tie-in novels. He's written a lot of tie-ins to a lot of different properties. So he either consumes massive amounts of pop culture, or he's a research fiend, or both. But he does a lot of that. I think he captures Scully extremely well. His Mulder 
is a little more verbose and talkative than I'm used to, but some of that may be because a lot of Mulder's communication on the series is physical. So he will communicate with looks and things like that, which do not easily translate to prose. So making Mulder a little more talkative may just be the way he has to compensate for the change in media. Now, as for the science behind it, this one has always bugged me. I actually did pick up all six of these novels as they came out. I don't know what happened to my original copies. I'm reading them for the podcast on Scribd, that reading app. But one of the reasons that nuclear weapons will consistently have fallout, unless you have exclusively fusion reactions, which we don't yet know how to trigger, we always have some sort of fission trigger that can produce a chain that includes fusion for the most part. But unless it's 100% fusion, you will have fallout. Now, granted, the people in the book say this shouldn't be possible, but this was delivered to them and they're trying it anyway. If they don't understand how it's possible, I don't see them spending the money on this project. I think they think it's a crackpot theory and would walk away unless they had some understanding of how it worked. Especially since the issue is that with an explosion, the goal is to scatter the fissionable materials over space. So after the initial flashpoint, those materials are going to be spreading out, and you cannot guarantee that they will all be consumed in secondary reactions. You can work to reduce the amount of fallout, but it cannot be completely eliminated as this one promised. So while the concept works well enough to tell the story, the grounding in science just isn't there for something that is seemingly bringing these spirits on top of a sci-fi construct. The other element of this that we haven't really gotten into and they haven't explained is how this works in the first place. They just simply haven't explained what's going on and they don't say where these this project was delivered from. So this magical bomb, they got the plans for it, and there's nothing in the text that says who delivered those plans. So was it the spirits of the ancestors getting them to do this just so they could set up the slaughter of these people? Well, there's innocence involved in that too. It, it is an entertaining read, but there is that one mystery that was set up and never resolved, which is not completely atypical of the X-Files, but it's usually not the mystery that serves this part in the story. Here, a core mystery that's going unresolved is how the spirits of these people are doing the slaughter. To me, that's the part that should remain unresolved. We should have known eventually where these blueprints came from, or they should have just said they weren't handed down, they actually were developed by someone who's a trusted genius so far beyond anyone else that just nobody can comprehend their work, but this person who's earned the trust of the military assures them it is going to work. Something more along those lines. So it is worth checking out if you are interested. As I said, you can find it on Scribd, and I'm sure you can find copies of the original HarperCollins publication if you check used bookstores and things like that. It is old enough it came out in December of 1995, and the cover art is advertising, you know, don't miss the X-Files movie coming soon to theaters, which makes me wonder if 1995 is really an accurate publication date that we have here on the website I'm referring to, 
since that movie didn't come out until 1998. In any event, that's all I have to say about Ground Zero. Next time we are going to be looking at the first issue of the Tops comic book series that came out in the 1990s. So join us next time for a discussion of Do Not Open Until Christmas. Thank you for listening.